Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today I've got my guest is Karina Escobar. Karina, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing great. Uh, We happen to be recording now in October, early October, so it's a nice cool day. First thing on a Monday morning, so we're starting the week off well having a conversation. So for folks who don't know you, Karina, if you would explain who you are, what company you work for, and what your role is. Uh, Yes, of course. So my name is Karina Escobar, and I work for Keeley Companies. I work in Keeley U, and I am their admin. I help you and Jessica Cruz. Awesome. So when you look at what you do with Keeley U, um, what would you say is the thing that most excited you about taking this role? Teaching. Uh, Learning and development is a really important aspect for individuals to continue bettering themselves, not only in their careers, but personally. And I think that that really got me excited to be able to leave someone with a little grain of sand or salt, whatever you want to say, to continue bettering their education or their self. Awesome. So how'd you come to be in the Keeley Company's family? Well, I uh, I was previously in commercial real estate, and um, that didn't really. It's not that it didn't work out with me, but I just needed a change. I've always been used to uh, male dominant areas, careers. I have uh, I've been in the military for eight years, and I kind of missed that. I missed being in these. Not I wouldn't say tough, but I would just say a lot faster pace situations and having that respect from my male peers really adds value to everything I stand for especially since I've been used to that in the military and not being a team leader and having younger males in charge and them listening to me I just think I wanted to continue in a male dominant area that way I can say that it's possible and you don't have to be a male in the construction world to be successful. Very good. I'd love to hear that. How did you decide, so you said uh, commercial real estate, um, what's your career progression look like and how did you decide to eventually end up in the L&D field? Uh, That's a good question. I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but in my last position, I wasn't getting that fulfillment of helping others. I wasn't getting that fulfillment of making a difference. And going back, I was deployed um, in 2019 and 2020, and I had that ability of teaching others, other individuals. It doesn't matter if they were younger, male, women. Um, I was I had that ability of teaching someone and making that difference. And even now with my soldiers, they always tell me like, "We appreciate you always getting the information, even if you don't know it. You'll you're honest and you get that for us." And 
this opportunity came up, they um, gave me a call, HR, the recruiting HR here gave me a call and they're like, hey, like, we have a position for um, admin with our learning and development. And I said, that's perfect because I do have some experience in the military. I give, um, we have ACE, it's um, to prevent suicide mm. and mental health. We I assist giving those classes once a year so I'm like that's perfect it's something that I really do have a passion about and once I started looking at the company I realized that a lot of the values and core values in the mission statement resembled what I stand for awesome what uh, what do you do in the military I'm a military police so I'm a team leader right now I only have two individuals under me but as a military police, you literally do anything. We're considered the multi-purpose of the Army. Um, we do a lot of state emergencies, such as, I would say, like, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. If the state is under, like, distress, if there's ever a need for us, we always get activated. So I think that's really neat about being in the National Guard. You're able to not only serve your community, but also your country. Awesome. And I personally appreciate your service. Uh, I come from a military family. My father and brothers were both in uh, the service. My dad in the Air Force, my brother in the Army. So thank you for all that you do to help us, especially in those times when we really need it as, a, as an organization and as a company. Um, talk to me a little bit about the last five years and your career progression. What have you learned? Any new beliefs, uh, behaviors, or habits that has really helped you to succeed in those roles? Yeah, so the last five years have been a, a huge like learning experience. I graduated college, I was deployed, I um, got my first corporate job, and I was so thankful. Um, my boss, is, his name is uh, Mike Margiata with 1045, and that was my first job in commercial real estate, and they were just an awesome company, and they really gave me the tools to be confident in myself and be confident in being successful in the corporate setting. But I also, I'm also i also learning what I enjoy, my passions, and that I do have really good ideas. I have really good, like, the way that I think a lot of times is different. It's outside the box, but it works. You know, like, it's I have a huge passion for helping others and being successful that I don't mind trying new things and starting over. And I feel that regardless of what, it, like where you are in your life, that's something that you should be able to do. Just taking a fall and getting wrapped right back up. I love that. Um, it, that's great segue because my next question is when you look at uh, something that looked like a failure, uh, what is it that you learned uh, and took away from it that's actually helped you to be successful? I would say taking a position that wasn't the right fit for me. Um, financially, it was a great, it was a great opportunity, but the role was stagnant for me mm -hmm. and the company and I didn't really match. And that was a huge toll. Like it's a huge toll saying like, I just left this other job that I was happy for this new opportunity. It didn't work out. And now you're left wondering, what did I do wrong? But you just have to realize that in the long run, it's 
only going to benefit you because you don't want to be two years, five years in with an organization or in a position where you haven't moved forward. If you're not learning anything new, if you're not being give, if you're not giving a new, new task or responsibilities, yes, in the in the beginning you are making a lot more money, but in the long run, you're not learning any new tasks to promote yourself and market yourself better in the future. So that that was probably the hardest thing that I had to realize that it was probably a benefit for me in the long run to part ways and move to a new area to a new field yeah it's a great uh, great lesson and thank you for sharing that that's something that i think many times uh we don't take into consideration we see the dollars but then after we get into it we realize we may have picked the dollars over uh personal growth or satisfaction or happiness or even our passion so appreciate you sharing that that's exciting that you were able to make that pivot uh and uh find a company where things align more closely with your personal values. I think that's always always a good good option. Along those lines, when you look at, whether it's here uh, at, at Keeley or uh, in the military, when you've got a task or something that makes you feel overwhelmed um, or potentially takes your focus off some of those important things that you're doing, what do you do or how do you get yourself back on track and back aligned with what you were originally wanting to do? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I was taught early on in my career that you have to fake it till you make it. And I tried that for a little bit, but I'm a little bit too nosy and I, <laughs> I like knowing, I like learning. What I really enjoy about my current situation is that I have two amazing leaders who truly take the time to answer my questions. If I don't know something, I am not afraid to ask my direct um, supervisor, which is Jessica. I'm not afraid to ask her. I'm like, can you please help me? Can you please tell me again? Like, I'm not understanding this. It's so easy for me to have that freedom and that liberty to ask questions and learn instead of just trying to figure it out and just going along with it. Because I always think back. If I don't understand it the first time and I just, you know, blindly finish my task, how am I going to know? How am I going to be able to teach someone what is the correct way? That asking questions always important, especially uh, not only just early stage in your career, but all the time, because that's how we grow is by being curious uh, and asking questions. Curiosity truly a superpower uh, when we're wanting to be better. We've got to stay curious about things. Uh, talk to me a little bit. Um, one of the things that you and I and Jessica had talked a little bit about is some of your passions uh, when it comes to uh, your background um, and your uh, the Hispanic uh, community that you belong to. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like and, and how that has helped inform your career path. Right. So being Hispanic, being a woman, being Hispanic, being in the military has really allowed me to see different points of views. It has put me through some very awkward situations, some very tough situations, just because not everyone always accepts you by for who you are, how you look, how you speak, what your name is. So that's truly taught me how to be tough and how to continue wanting to grow even in areas that I am the 1% of the 1% of the 1%.
You know, like I no longer see that as stopping me. And, you know, we look, we look in like in the military, active duty, it's a lot more diverse. Here in the National Guard, my first six years, I was the only female, I was the only Hispanic female in my platoon. And that does allow some gray space of them not understanding you and not knowing how to talk to you, how to act towards you. And like eight years ago, I can tell you that I would not correct individuals who didn't know how to approach me correctly. But now I have the wisdom and the experience to stand up for myself and stand up for my values because we are in Hispanic Heritage Month, which is from September 15th to October 15th. I am very proud of who I am and my roots, and that has allowed me to continue to try to reach success. And we see corporate world, and a lot of our high executives don't look like me. And that only motivates me to continue to try to work my butt off to one day be up there and make a little girl or make a little boy who looks like me or anyone in reality be like, I can do it. One of the best experiences I've ever had, we were in a really tough situation. We had riot control duty here in St. Louis, which is really tough because this is your city. And we were in a neighborhood, we were patrolling a neighborhood and I had this young african-american little girl come up to me and said and say to me i want to be just like you when i grow up and those are the type of situations that make all the bad situations all the racist remarks people say to you all the um the discrimination make it worth it because you somebody's watching you somebody's looking up to you and that makes it all worth it and one thing that i really enjoy about here is you know i'm a huge advocate for mental health i'm a huge advocate for learning and continue to develop yourself develop yourself and here maybe not here in missouri but keely has a lot of individuals down in like texas new mexico arizona who speak spanish and i can relate to them because we have a language in common and hopefully in the future, I'm able to assist you in the road shows and talking to them and making them know that we do care about them and we want them to gain all this knowledge and what better way than having it in their language. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with a road show, if you're listening to this, uh, not part of the Keeley Companies, by the way, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but a road show is when we take learning to our job sites. And so typically, we show up on the job site. Uh, we have a, a specially equipped uh, pickup truck with a bunch of AV gear in it, a big 50-inch uh, uh, TV and some training tools. And we actually meet the folks where they're at on the job site, provide relevant training, uh, of course, bring uh, good, healthy snacks and uh, typically some logoed gear to give everybody some swag because you always got to give good stuff away. Uh, but to also get people to understand what learning resources we have available to them. So uh, that's a roadshow. And Karina got a chance actually to come out on her first roadshow a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so it was always fun to be able to uh, get people out and see what it is that we do uh, as a company to continue to build those bridges uh, so that we can understand what our served community looks like. So I love that. Um, one thing you had mentioned is people approaching you uh, and how sometimes you had to uh, for lack of a better term, educate people 
uh, on how to approach you. Just generally, are there any tips or hints that you have on how we as people should approach each other when we're dealing with someone who's different than we are? Um, I would say one of the biggest questions that I used to find really annoying is whenever people used to come up to me like, where are you from? And I used to tell them, oh, I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> and they're like, no, where are you from from? Oh, I'm from Baldwin. And, you know, in San Lu- here in St. Louis, one of the biggest questions you always ask if you're from St. Louis, like, oh, what high school did you go to? So that's what I used to always think, but I was really naive. Now I'm, you know, I'm a little bit wiser and older. So now I'm like, I'm from Baldwin. I went to Marquette. We're like, what are you trying to ask? Yeah. And then they would be like, where are your parents from? You know, I am for, I'm first generation here. So my parents are obviously from Mexico, <laughs> but you know, it's just that lack of education just because I have a Hispanic name just because I look Hispanic. It doesn't mean that I was born elsewhere. I wasn't, doesn't mean I was born in a different country. So for me, just asking like, I'm from St. Louis, I'm from Baldwin. I hope it allows them to realize that that question is kind of ignorant. And then whenever they look at me, I'm like, oh, are you trying to ask me what my ethnicity is? What my background is? Because if that's the case, I am Mexican. I'm, you know, Hispanic. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it, you can always see how, like, awkward they people get. Or if people ask, oh, like, do you speak Spanish? And then, yes, I do speak Spanish. But not everyone who is Mexican-American or Hispanic or Latino speaks Spanish. And that's okay. You know, and that's one thing that I tell or that we talk within, like, the Hispanic community. That it's okay to be Hispanic and not speak Spanish because we were all brought brought up differently mm-hmm. and not everyone had the ability to speak spanish openly and freely and that's another thing i can tell you that 20 years ago my family and i would not speak spanish out in public because we would get looks and stares and now i am so proud that i don't mind getting those looks and stares because this is a free country this is a country where everyone can come for opportunities and that's another like great point like I used to talk to one of my professors about um, what is the American dream. And I can honestly tell you that the American dream for you and for me are completely different. The American dream for me is being able to come to work and be able to better myself and move positions and continue to grow, not only as an individual, but in a career. My parents, their American dream was was to be able to provide for their family and give them more than what they had. You know, like we always see as the American dream as being able to purchase a home with a white picket fence, being a stay-at-home mom and, you know, a corporate husband. And I think for all of us, that has truly changed 100%. That's no longer the vision. And we have the ability to capture a different dream and accomplish it. But the hardest part is putting the work in. But I think it's the most rewarding. In my coaching practice, my wife and I are both uh, professional coaches. And uh, we always talk about you never want to assume what someone's outcomes are. Because all of our dreams are different. Success means something different to all of us. And if we assume something, we're setting both ourselves and the relationship up for a potential friction point. Uh, because everybody approaches things differently. And that's part of our self-discovery as human beings 
is we have to figure out what our values, uh, what's our purpose, and really, what are we looking for? You know, what is the highest and best use of our time uh, is one of the the lines that uh, we started using after we met uh, Jan Teresi Mokwa, one of the uh, strategic consultants who's helped grow the Keeley companies and really had an impact on my life. Uh, along those lines, when you look at success, what does success look like to Karina? Success to me is failing but not giving up. If you fail and don't get up and try again, that's it. But success for me is having that courage to pivot and continue to try. Because that's life. You will always... You will always come across tough situations and that you will need to have that willpower to try again. One of the things that you had mentioned just a little bit earlier, kind of tying these two together, right? Some of the either um, outright racist or sexist things that you've dealt with in your past, whether it be uh, folks who are doing it intentionally or either, you know, unconscious. We talk a lot about unconscious bias these days. Uh, what tips or tricks would you have for young people uh, who may be struggling with their Hispanic background um, to help them to embrace who they are and their value truly to uh, the, the community, uh, but also an organization? Yeah, of course. And I think these tips aren't only towards not not it's not only towards Hispanic individuals that could use them, but anyone who is a minority of in, in any situation, that's one thing that I always teach my guys. Like, you can be a minority even if you're a white male. So anyone could use these tips. I would say correct them on the spot. You know, obviously always be respectful. But um, I had a situation where um, I had a former boss be like, oh, you're such a good woman. And that's st- that still st- sticks to me. And I just looked at him, and I'm like, I'm a good human. Our actions should not be based on our sex, on our race, on our religion. So just correct them. Be like, I'm a good human. Or if they make a remark about your religion or your skin tone, just be like, I don't appreciate like saying that. That's rude. That's ignorant of you. Say something else instead. I recently re-enlisted for my, sec- for my third contract with the military. And I can honestly tell you the only reason I did it was because during my deployment, I had a young soldier, and he was um, Indian, and he was having a hard time. He was so lucky that I had experienced the same things that he had gone, to- gone through that I was able to give him some mentorship and some guidance and be like, like, you, you don't have to suffer alone. Like, there's people who understand us. There's people who don't think like that. Just because two or three individuals make comments about your religion or because of your race doesn't mean that the whole entire army is against us. We have to be verbal and stop them. Like, say something about it. And he he still reaches out to me. Like, I haven't seen him over a year but he still reaches out to me and he's like hey tl which is team leader like how are you like you're the best one like i miss you so much hope you're doing well and to me that's most rewarding 
But that's what I always tell. I That's what I told him. That's what I tell everyone else. I'm like, just because you look different in whatever situation doesn't mean that you should be treated different. You have the same right as everyone else. And our actions should not be based on our sex, religion, orientation, ethnicity. It doesn't matter. You should be seen by who you are and your core values and your morals. That's what matters. At least that's what matters to me. And that's the type of organization I want to be in. I love it. Thank you for sharing. It's always fun to be able to talk. And, you know, many times we focus on the differences. Um, and I believe differences are important because it's what makes us more well-rounded. I don't want everyone to think like me, to look like me, behave like me, because then all my weaknesses will be more prominent. Um, but I also think that we don't recognize many times how much we actually have in common. And we focus on the differences to the exclusion of the fact that we share more in common than we do differences. And uh, it's it's an ongoing process. And, and that's one of those things I appreciate you sharing from your perspective, you know, when somebody has treated you differently uh, when they shouldn't have, how we correct that behavior and move together to be a better society, hopefully, in the bigger picture, right? Um, one of the things that you had talked about a couple of times is purpose. Uh, and what, to you, what, what does purpose look like when it's lived out in your daily life? Yeah, so I think purpose is... Uh... There's different levels of purpose. There's a short-term purpose. There's a medium and a long-term purpose. Um, so, like, my purpose today is to finish all my tasks and be able to go home. That's my purpose today. But in the long run, I can tell you that my purpose is to assist others in whatever form. Hopefully, if I'm still with the learning and development group, it would be assisting everyone, all of our Kilians, get that education in many different languages and many different platforms. That would be my long-term purpose. And also with fulfilling my personal purpose, which is, you know, just taking care of other individuals, continue volunteering in the organizations that I volunteer, and having the purpose of being a good wife, a good daughter. So I think it's it just, it's catered to each individual. I love that. And there are multiple purposes, like you said, depending on the situation and what your long and short-term goals are. So I think that's important for those of us listening to remember because sometimes it's easy to focus on one but not the other. Uh, So I appreciate you bringing that up. Last question I have, my favorite question, because it's uh, it's not an easy one, but it's usually uh, one of those that everybody thinks a little bit about, uh, the God mode question. So if we could put you in charge of all of the digital screens that we have in our lives, something magical happens and Karina could control all the, you know, Apple Watch and the (laughs) Android phones and tablets and all the digital billboards that we see everywhere. What is it that you want to put on that billboard or that screen that you would like the whole world to see? Um, Okay, well, first I would cater it to each region. Um, I think I would put a little bit of music. If I had like five minutes, this is what I would do. I would put a little bit of music. That way people can just like step back from their desk or their work or whatever situation they're in, dance a little bit and enjoy themselves. And I would put them a message that allowed them to realize that they matter, that they are important, that they do make a difference. And that 
we want them to be here today. And then I'll probably put a little bit more music. I think what really matters is for individuals to be okay. Because if you're not okay with yourself, if, if you're struggling a little bit, then the world's not going to be a better place. If we're all struggling a little bit, then we're going to have a lot of friction, a lot of miscommunication. But if you're just happy with yourself and you're mentally happy and healthy, you're able to accomplish so much more because your brain isn't foggy. You're able to focus on your task and able to help each other and be nice to each other and be, you know, like respectful. And I think that's what I would do. Even if I just had five minutes, I would do a little bit of music give a positive message and a little bit of music and then be like, okay, get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> get back at it, right? Oh, I love it. That is a great answer, Karina. I appreciate that. That's one of the more creative answers to that question that I have heard in the past two years. So thank you for sharing you in that answer. I love it. That is really cool. I'll be dancing along with you. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what the music would be. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to uh, everyone listening it and hopefully some of the comments that we get on this. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. And just don't forget, just communicate and ask questions. Don't ever assume it's okay to ask questions and be yourself. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. As a reminder, this is a place where we can talk about what does it mean to be a success and the journey that it takes to get there, which is different for everyone, as I'm sure you've heard. I encourage you to listen to this app. We'll be posting this podcast on a regular basis to all the major podcast apps, be it on your iOS or Android device, certainly on your computer. You can always find us at anchor.fm forward slash KeelyU or all of the major podcast apps and platforms. Thanks and have a great rest of the week.